everyone. Welcome to another episode of Podcast 572. As always, I am your host, Kyle. This week, I'm only joined by Matt. As uh, We'll say Dan is Dan is out on assignment. <laughs> so <laughs> he, will, uh, he will join us again when we return in the new year. So with that all being said, we're going to hold off and do Game of the Year, uh, our Game of the Year stuff when he returns. I don't think that's going to upset anybody. And it gives it gives us more time to, to maybe get around to some stuff we haven't played. That's so, um, so yeah, maybe a little bit different today. Uh, I'll kick off with what I've been playing, which hasn't been too much because we're in the holiday season. So um, I will start by saying I have. Uh, so since the last time we recorded, the Game Awards has happened. Baldur's Gate 3 is out on Xbox uh, Series X and S. It is super broken, which gets a little bit into the news here. Uh, it has so it has a save file problem. I have not started it because of this reason. So it was like maybe that weekend where it came out. Because the Game Awards was on a Thursday. It came out. A bunch of people bought it. Maybe yeah. by like Sunday or Monday, people started saying like, hey, I'm missing my save file. What happened? Um, so it happened a bunch, bunch of people, and I'm talking people lost like 20, 30 hour saves, which for me is already like, nope, like not even going to touch it until that's fixed. Uh, they, Larry, very quick to push out a patch from my understanding, this patch now affected the other versions of the game with this save file issue. So now the PS five and the PC version are experiencing this issue, not to the degree that the Xbox version is. But it's happening there as well. The Xbox version seems to be tied to the way the Xbox does cloud saving because it's automatic. It's not manual yeah. like PlayStation. Um, so they're working with Microsoft to correct that, but it's not fixed yet. And I think a lot of people experience it because a lot of people use quick resume. I don't use quick resume. So, but it's enough for me to go. I don't, I, I don't want to start that game and put time into it to lose my save file. Yeah, be one of the over. unlucky ones that have to deal with that. So, that and that's a I I and I and I also plan like even if I wasn't using Quick Resume, like that's a game I plan to go between the Xbox I have in my living room, the Xbox I have in the office here, yeah. which means it would have to sync through the cloud, and I, I don't want to deal with that. That game is also a hundred and thirty-seven gigabyte download. Yeah. So if you have a data cap. I don't, but if, if if anybody out there has a data cap, might want to know about that before buying that game because it is <laughs> it is a hefty download. Yeah. Um, so I've played a bunch of RoboCop, a lot more of RoboCop. I am more or less at the end of that game. I maybe have a couple mission like missions left. Um, it still continues to be a fantastic game. It is very much, as I said last time we we talked about RoboCop, it is very much what the third movie should have been for RoboCop. Um, it continues to it continues to oppress me with like both it feels like a next gen game sometimes, and then other times it totally feels like that B level game you don't get anymore. <laughs> so like for the for example, like other than RoboCop, because he has his helmet on all the time. Like when you talk to other characters, they look just like their characters from the movies, yeah. but they have that like early original Xbox, like a dead eye problem where it just, it doesn't look right. Um, and that can take you out of the experience, but then like you walk <laughs> around the city, like the game for my, from what I've seen, the game has ray tracing in it. So like water effects and everything, like look incredible. Like it really looks like a next gen 
video game. But then you have these character models that just look a little wonky. Sometimes in cutscenes, because uh, the game runs at 60 frames, but the cutscenes certainly don't. So sometimes you might oh. run into a weird issue where, like, a character kind of looks a little janky in a cutscene that maybe they shouldn't look like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it has enough content. I, I'm, I'm impressed every time I play it how much content is in it for a single-player game, uh, how much... Like the side stories are very interesting. They each like little open. It's basically the way it's structured. You get like an open area that you'll go to and it's like you have your main objective and then you'll kind of run into side stories. So like what I just recently did was I was walking down this city street to get to the objective and there's just two cops investigating a murder mystery. And they're like, we can't get into this car because the car is electrified. And so you have to de-electrify that car and then you basically you're sucked into solving that murder <laughs> so and that's just a whole little side quest like stuff like that is is really cool and really it's done very well um I've said, i said last time it like it has dialogue trees and dialogue options so you can make choices like they're in this game there are two different people running for mayor you can kind of side with one or the other but it doesn't really like it, it's almost like an illusion thing where like it doesn't really matter like at the end say, of the day it doesn't really yeah it's it's not gonna happens. kill like it's not gonna affect you gotcha. so um but you it will affect relationships you have with other characters in the game like so the uh cop is basically the the young the young kid cop that you're mentoring uh he gets picked on a lot by the older cops in the game so there's a lot of missions where and you can totally side with him or the other cops so i feel like that would probably affect (laughs) that would probably affect things a little bit but like the mayor stuff just seems like a throwaway uh in the game it doesn't seem like it would dynamically affect this game maybe if they do a sequel it would affect the outcome there gotcha but i also feel like it's one of those things if this game got a sequel they would just pick one of those endings and move on you know i don't think people don't really do the mass effect thing so i was gonna say i don't think um not for robocop at least it's also it's also made me want to play uh these people made that terminator game and i'm i'm trying to find a physical copy of it which is very hard to do for for the xbox so it's on i saw on amazon there is one for series x it's going for like 40 ish so that i've sat on where i'm like maybe after christmas i'll i'll yeah. pick it up okay so but i do want to play that game because i i've read really good things about that uh, game as well so it seems like this team of people like really have respect for these properties which is cool so yeah, that's nice um, to know that at least somebody that's running these type of games at least understands yeah. that exactly um i played more halo infinite firefight like that continues to be a tremendous update for that game it's brought a lot of people back i never have an issue finding a match of that it's usually within 30 seconds i'm in a match uh, playing yeah so like people are playing i think the steam numbers and stuff have improved pretty significantly too for that game so that uh play I, i try to play like a match or two of that a night before i jump into something so i've done a lot of that um I briefly, I didn't, I didn't put this down here, but I briefly installed because there's a part of it over this weekend. I was like, maybe my my girlfriend and I will try to get into Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah. And so I installed it on PC, and I jumped into it because they they have a new update out, which is called like Safer Seas, which I guess 
that game has a very big problem with like a toxic community of just oh, yeah, people being assholes and like ruining the game for other people because that's the type of game it is. That's what turned me off on basically because I loaded it up and like it obviously it runs fine. It looks great. And then I was reading like the Xbox store reviews of the game where people are just trashing it for that reason and saying okay. that this safer seas update doesn't really fix the problems. And I was like, ah, like my girlfriend already does not like playing competitive games. And if I'm going to like take her online into something and then we're just constantly getting destroyed by random people for no reason, she's not going to have a good experience. So okay. I did, I decided against that. I deleted that. And then I was like, maybe we'll finally do the Halo Infinite co-op. And then we, we ended up not playing anything except and i don't know if you've ever heard of this game this is this is not a new game this has been out on the switch for a couple several years probably going back towards the launch it okay. is a game called heave ho you know i've heard of this that down and i i was a, immediately i was like what what game is that i haven't heard of it okay heave ho it, it it's a good fun co-op game and it's a it's not competitive you work together uh, she calls it the wacky arms game. Basically, oh. <laughs> you are you are like a little character that just is like a ball with two arms. Okay. And each each uh like the left part of the controller, the right part of the controller controls like the left stick controls your left arm, right stick controls your right arm, left trigger, right trigger control like your grip, and then okay. you have to work together to get like through a level by gripping things. Gotcha. Um, so it's a platformer. It's a lot it of looks, fun. It goes up it to four people. The, my my only complaint with the game is like it goes up to four people. There are levels that definitely feel like you probably should have four people playing this <laughs> to finish okay. them. So, and that was my that was my problem years ago when we originally played it. But she's been bothering me the last couple of weeks. Like, I really want to play that wacky arms game. So, I'd actually <laughs> re-download it to the switch because it's been that long but it's i i can't imagine i don't remember it being very expensive it's a devolver digital game so you know it has 10 bucks challenge i was looking at it online and even steam it's 9.99 they've added a lot of shit to it too like when we loaded it up it unlocked all these crazy like character skins oh yeah like you could be the you could have one that looks like the dude from dead cells Um, i assume a lot of them are from other games that devolver puts out but that was the one I noticed. I, th- I want to say one of them was supposed to be a knockoff of a character from Hotline Miami as well. Okay. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a kid's, it's not a violent game. It's a kid's game. Yeah. So 10 bucks, it looks like across everything from what I can see. Yeah. That's not, that's not crazy bad at all. No. No, it's very good. So there are high, that's a highly recommended, uh, recommended game that you can play. You can play same screen easily for people and have a blast. It's only on the switch too. It's not on anything else. Um, and then I started last night, um, because we were, we were watching stuff and I was like, I want to play something. I didn't want to come into my office and get my steam deck because my office is a complete mess for getting some (laughs) stuff done in here. And so I was like, why don't I just open and start super Mario RPG? Yeah, which I so I I, I <laughs> took my Mario Wonder cartridge out of the Switch, but I which I haven't even started. Put <laughs> that back in the case, it and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I installed it, and so I put in Super Mario RPG. I've played like an hour, um, and it's I mean it's it's Super Mario RPG. I, yeah. I forgot like it is challenging though, and I'd forgotten like it, I have already died once, so just by simply not paying attention. 
So yeah. it, it, it is actually a fairly challenging still. And I'm playing at normal. I saw there was like a breezy mode, but I obviously I'll just play it on normal. Uh, yeah. But I look forward to playing more of that. And that was a lot of fun. But I've only played it in handheld. I have not thrown on my TV yet. So um, and that that pretty much wraps up like what I've been playing. How about you? Um, so I, I stopped trying to progress through Super Mario RPG. And I, okay. like I told you before, I, I think just I'm just grind more levels. grinding levels to kind of because I do like I haven't really been grinding at all playing it. I'm, I'm already got the fourth star. And I'm only at like level 11 with everybody. And I okay. was like, this just seems off. Like I should be higher if I'm you going. Should, yeah, I the, feel like in an RPG, you should be a lot higher if you have four of the seven stars. That, like the level I'm at right now, I'm fine. Like I'm taking out people and there are okay. a couple that are challenging, but like it, I still haven't had too big of a problem with it. So it's kind of like, yeah, I really, I, I think I need to go back and breeze through some of these other guys and just boost my levels up before I start moving forward. I also forgot like how menacing that sword. What's the name of the sword? Smitty, I believe. Okay, that thing is fucking menacing looking. He's <laughs> like, I forgot like when he when I think just drops <laughs> down from the sky at the beginning of the game. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Like that that was the thing that kind of really triggered nostalgia for me in that game was that little cutscene because I'm like, all right, um, for me, I remember it was this now. watching peach in the very beginning and her okay. just playing in that field yeah like i was like that was like one of the things that stood out the most okay so like when that reboot popped like when the and then they did the like came, boom yeah, yeah i was yeah. like oh no <laughs> but i mean he looks so cool and you know it kind of makes me think back i'm like man why didn't they use mallow and gino and more stuff like it's weird yeah it's a very weird like i like gino i think he's a cool character and like the way he like I forgot he kind of like how he comes into play until yeah. like I until I got him and then I was like oh yeah that is right that is an interesting way of how they did that it's it's weird that those are just characters that they haven't touched in thirty years yeah it's oh, very about, strange about. but I mean Mallow is an interesting character on his own and Gino's cool to see so I mean like it, it's cool like it's been a lot of fun nostalgically playing both it, or playing this game again. Um, but yeah, I'm grinding out levels on that, so I don't intend on going much further. I'll, I'll definitely finish it before the okay. by the end of the year. Like that's not a problem. But I was like, yeah, I wanna I wanna grind more so I can make this a little bit easier on myself, so I don't have to worry about too much. Because like some of those big bosses have like a long like have a good amount of HP, so it's like it does take yeah. a little while to get through through some of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, sleeping dogs. I'm still playing that, and it's, it's gotten interest a lot more interesting now okay. that I am like so like you know I, I don't know if anyone has if anyone's listening has played that, but if you have, it's like you're so you're a cop that got you know put in undercover with the triads, and it's interesting because you still have to do cop missions, yeah. And he's all covered up, like head to toe. So he looks like, uh, you know, like a SWAT team member. Yeah. And like you're doing like side missions for the cops and then you're still doing stuff for the triads. And like you're still trying to even help out the street people because like street people <laughs> cred is good for you, too. So it's a lot going on in that game. I There's really a lot. Realize. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And the combat, I, that's what got me into it. Combat's like combat. really good. Is hella crazy and it's so good and it's it's very clean too. Like it feels very smooth going through everything. So 
hopefully I finish that before the end of the year too. Um, but that's it. I think I, I you know, I do want to crack into some Elden Ring while we're gone. Okay. And maybe I can finish that up. Maybe <laughs> I doubt I'm it. Gonna I'm, say gonna say no. maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Maybe. That <laughs> took me that one took me 90 hours to do myself. Yeah. Like, I definitely it, it's feel a commitment. Like it's, it's going to be a game that I definitely am not going to get through quick, but I am definitely going to try it. Like, I, I think I'm going to finish RPG first, and then I'm going to try and troop through Sleeping Dogs. And then once I get both of those out the way, then I think I'm going to tackle something big. May help. Maybe I'll go back to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also forgot to mention, I, I don't have it yet. Uh, House Flipper 2 is out. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. $40. Um, I did not get it purposely because I, A, need to finish RoboCop. B, I, if I buy House Flipper 2, I will never finish this last DLC for House Flipper 1. Yeah, so that makes sense. I was like, you know what? I will. I'm not going to tempt myself. I'm just going to, I'm going to finish RoboCop. I'm going to go run through this last DLC at House Flipper 1 that's done. Cause I can't imagine they put out more DLC for house flipper one now. Like that's over. Like, cause this next one, I can't out. imagine that house flipper two stays at the $40 price range either. It's 35 right now. If you buy it in its first week, but yeah, no, it will. I, and that's the thing I was like, I'll buy it after. Cause I know the minute I start playing too, like I'm not going to go back to the first one. Cause I'm sure it'll have quality yeah, of life sure. improvements and stuff where it's like, yeah. Ooh, I don't want to do that again. Exactly. So, that makes sense. So that is out. I, I was tempted on Thursday though, when it came out, cause I sat looking at it. I'm like, eh, I know. Should I do it? <laughs> you sent me the text. Yeah, you were like, it's, very it's only 35 then, uh, if you buy it the first week. And I was like, yeah, you're going to end up buying Then I got a, 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 a picture from uh, Eric, you know, who's on last week of yeah. him playing it. And I'm like, of course you bought it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm a hold strong. So, but yeah, no, we can, we can move into uh, news. Uh, first, first couple news articles we actually have emails on. So I'll read the first one. Uh, Drew from South Lion, Michigan. Hey, guys, love that you are able to dive into the completionist situation on the last episode of the podcast. Curious, given everything that has happened now between his response, the threatened lawsuits, and both Muda and Carl's responses, what do you think is the end of this situation? Does Gerard even have a career left at this point? Thanks. Dude, I don't um, think there's anything you can do or say that's going to get more, you out like, of this hole. Even more since I think we got this email has come out. Um, <sighs> Dan had sent me... And I did not watch it till today because I just had to have time. But yeah. there is uh, more clips of his uh, Discord call with those guys have come out to the most damning one that that has come out now. Where like he basically like tries but doesn't uh, to bribe them. Like he basically really? said, the the way he words it is like you know. He basically keeps saying over and over again, like, I have mouse to feed. You know, I have all these people. This doesn't just affect my career. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give you money, but I could if I wanted to to try and make this go away. It's kind of like the way he says it. And it's like this, this dude's career is over. Like so many things have come out between uh, Muda's response. Because so what happened since the last time we recorded is Completious. He put out his, I think, 20 minute. My response. The only video this man has put out in what two months now and like this is the last yeah. video he's putting out this year and i honestly don't know if he comes back i really don't um he's it, it's not a good response he doubles down kind of on like the whole well you know it was it, like he keeps doubling down it's a clerical error 
uh, even though he knew, which is like not good. It's still not a good look. He keeps dra- the one thing that Carl guy points out. He keeps dragging his dead mother through like a shield, which is like yeah. disgusting to this point where like like to the point of one of the documents he links in this uh, description of his video is like to her death certificate where they donated like her spinal cord and brain to this charity or something like, why does that matter for this? Like nobody needs to know that. Like people are not interested in that aspect of this. They're interested in the numbers and like what's going on with this money. The only like number sheets he put out are from years that don't matter to the story. So you put one in there from like 2014 and then one something from this year, which like the year's not over yet. So that doesn't matter. Um, and then he gets very defensive at the end and basically threatens lawsuits to both of these two dudes, uh, you know, over it because, you know, it's slanderous at this point. Um, so after that, the first guy put out a 55 minute video where he just <laughs> like double, like triples down on like, well, here's why you're lying and basically goes through all the numbers, like everything you would want to improve. Like now this is a lie, even though you've, even though you've now donated 600,000 great. But when we did that video, there was $655,000 in this account. Where is that money? Also, there's now, there, there's now two problems. There's money from these golf tournaments that are just non-existent. Who knows how much money that is. And then all of the money, that he earned. And this is the biggest thing that came up in both videos that were put out. Now, all of the money that he's earned from, uh, these charity streams where he's talking about like bits and like, if you buy a t-shirt, any of his merchandise, yeah. stuff, where'd all that money go? You know, exactly. he's quick to kind of throw that under and say like, Oh, well that, you know, goes to like catering and stuff for the events. And so I was like, no, I don't think all that money went to that. And obviously people have, have pointed out, and this is probably the most damning is like, you have to know at this point that some of that charity money probably went to, if not all of it went to him buying all those uh, digital games when he was preserving, you know, the Wii shop store and yeah. the 3ds. Like, you know, that that's like, he didn't just, he wasn't just sitting on that money. So it's just, it's a bad look. Uh, the second guy then put out his video where he straight up called him a pathetic bitch, which I laughed at (laughs) after just dragging this dude through the mud, like this entire video. And he, my favorite thing he said at the end was he basically told the guy, he's like, you can go ahead and sue me. I don't care. I already have one micro celebrity suing me. Why not another, which he's referring (laughs) to, um, what's his name? The hot sauce dude, Billy Mitchell. Cause oh, I, okay. that dude's done like a shit ton of videos on how Billy Mitchell's a, a piece of garbage too, <laughs> to the point where he's getting sued by him. So it's just, it, it's crazy, but like there's so much now that has come out. Even his audience is now turning against it. The subreddit he had has been shut down. The, my, my favorite one that, that Dan sent me over the weekend, he had a cameo because he does that indie land thing every year. So he's friends yeah. with, you know, indie developers and stuff. He had a cameo in that Sea of Stars game that the, the developers are patching him out of it. I was about to say. <laughs> and it's like, all right, if we're at the level where we're starting to remove this guy from stuff, it's over. He like, yeah, it's, he ain't coming back. They don't want anything to do with it. So yeah. I think his YouTube career, I think it's all over <laughs> at this point. Like, I, mean, I don't know. Point, 
you know, I don't know if he comes back in the in in the new year and tries to put up a video and see how's it go. I don't I think know. He's I I think he's got one more in him. Honestly, think so? I think he's I think he's going to come back in the new year, try to ignore it and just put up a video start, and he's going to say, "Look, you know what? We're going to start off on a brand new leaf. This is a brand new com- completionist. We're going to, you know, work see on See what it does and see how it goes because no matter what, and and this is how I feel with every fan base, there are people who are going to ride till the end no oh, matter for what. Sure. And if as long, I mean, how many how many followers does he have on YouTube? Do we? <laughs> you should look at. I I didn't look. It's got to be close to. I don't know if he's at Hold a million. On. Yeah, because I feel like at this point, oh, so one point six, I think, is the last. It looks okay. like the last number. I want to say before yeah. this controversy, he was very close to two then, and he's lost quite a few. Yeah. Okay. So here. Yeah. So right now he's still at one point six. Okay. Um, oh, actually, I take that back. One point five. Sorry. Okay. And um, so since he's dropped down at one point five, I, I I still feel like it's. I feel like he will attempt. He's going to take the rest of this year off. I don't see him coming back. Oh, no, no, no. It's holiday. Like, he can just use the excuse, hey, it's the holidays. You know, I'm I'm done for the year. I think by the end of January, beginning of February, we're bound to see something else from him. And I really do feel like it's going to be something of him trying to ignore everything that's happened. The thing I forgot you have to remember is this, this is a guy who also weathered the storm of the rebooted G4. Because yeah, he was a part exactly. of that when there was that yep. frost meltdown. Like, it's just, I forgot. He was a part of that controversy. He mentions, <laughs> he mentions through all of it in that, in that line I was telling you about with the bribery. Cause he mentions, he's like, look, I had to go through G4. He had to go through, uh, disassociating himself with JonTron when yeah. JonTron had all that stuff going on. Like, I, so it's like, I get it, dude, but like this directly involves you. <laughs> like, this isn't someone else. It's I really new. hope that if he does, if he look, if you want to come back and do video content, there's no know, more charity. He can't do anything for charity ever again. Like I, no. I just don't see you even in the fact that you try to run a, like a charity stream at any point in time. I don't. There's no point. Like you're, you would have to definitely give all that money up, and that's the point where you're going to be like, see, I did do it. You know what I mean? And people, yeah. and those hardcore followers are definitely going to be up his ass. Like, yeah, man, look, he did it. He knows what he's talking oh, about. For sure. That's his, his stuff. No, like, dude, just stop. Like, stop no, right I, now. I think my, my guess is I think he comes back, ignores it. I don't think he'll say anything about it. I think no. he just comes back with, hey, this is a, the next game I completed. Quote unquote. I totally agree. I, I feel it like moves at on. this point, ignore it and move on. Because and just that, see what happens, which I because, feel like whatever he puts up will garner a lot of views, at least the yeah. first video, because people are going to want to see if he says anything. So, yeah. and at 1.5, you still have a good ad rep. Like, I, I mean, you could still generate a, a decent, like, Oh, for sure. Off of YouTube. If you still have 1.5 million people following you after this fucking fiasco is out. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's insane. I shit. I followed people for less, like unfollowed people for less. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you think I'm going to follow? No, no, man, get out of here. <laughs> Insane. So, um, Insane. the next, the next news story we have, we also got an email about, this is a little bit more recent. That's crazy. Um, I don't know how much you even know about this situation. Brad from Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey dudes, what's your opinion on the whole Twitch nudity fiasco from this past week? 
That's insane. So, it, well, to run it down, there was, I, I believe it's an OnlyFans girl who was mm-hmm. doing a stream where she's playing like Super Mario Sunshine or something. And yeah. to be fair, she is she was actually wearing a top, but it is so low cut. And it's it, the camera is angled purposely to make it look like she is topless yeah. to the point where, like, if you watch, like, video of it like footage of it oh so it's she one has of like a hammer she's like here yeah yeah and it like there's a hammer that's like hitting her knockers that made me <laughs> chuckle um it's just it's absurd but um this obviously blew up it led twitch into uh basically for 36 hours or so they allowed what they were calling artistic nudity which, as I will tell you, open. They literally said, "Okay," and opened the floodgates of hell, and got exactly what they deserved because so many fucking people were on there drawn dicks and just everything. My favorite <laughs> thing, like the VTubers, and this this is things I've seen. So it's like VTubers fucking had nude skins of their VTubers just ready to go. So the minute <laughs> they were like artistic, they're like. Boom, here we go. And like the VTubers are just out there showing everything on their little anime character. Like Damn. it went nuts for 36 hours to the point that this was like Wednesday. By Friday, they had already rolled it back that they're not allowing artistic nudity. Like, nope, we're not doing this. So I mean, um, what did you expect? I've seen people like like making the arguments and stuff about why why it should be. It's like, no, there's a place for that. It's called yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, if you want that content, whatever, no shame. Go and go and do it there. I, I, I mean, I'm at the point now where like I don't even really associate with Twitch at all. Like anything I do for my YouTube channel is strictly YouTube. I do. I did have a Twitch uh, channel that I did a little bit of stuff back in the good days of Twitch, which was like yeah. 2015, 2016. But like the only time I use Twitch anymore is is uh, GDQ to watch okay. that. That's it because I, it's just all nonsense to me now. It is I, it has become so much of just not it, like it was a cool thing for people to play video games, and now yeah. it's just it's only fans without the nudity. <laughs> a lot of it is. You I know? mean, that's how I feel about it too. Like I have a couple of friends that actually do stream on Twitch and like, we're, we're like real life friends. You know what I mean? Like and there are legit, it's not to discredit. Like there are legitimate streamers on there that are just playing video games. Yeah. That don't even associate with any of that shit. They're just, you know, they have their game that they play. They stream it. People watch that's them and support them, yeah, exactly. whatever. And that's what it should be. But the yeah. minute that Twitch decided, and it, it's a money thing, let's be fair. The oh, minute yeah, they sure. decided, okay, you know, hot tubs and shit are cool. We'll make it its own category. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's made it gone down to hell. But you have, you had to know, you had to know when they tried to change this rule and go, oh, artistic nudity is okay. That they literally were like, let's just open the floodgates, man. And boy, it fucking just went to hell for 36 hours. I can understand that, though. I mean, but like you said, realistically, if you want to sit here and if you want to put yourself out, by all means, like if you live your life however you feel like living your life. Yeah. But Twitch is a free platform, man. Like It is. And and the only reason I heard about this was um, Ryan posted a tweet or a thread from Instagram. Oh, yeah. Okay. And as soon as he said something, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) And I started reading on it, and I was like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I get what's happening now. But I mean, realistically, artistic nudity. Come on now, team. Like, what? What do you think? You know, and there, again, there are, you know, lots of young kids that watch Twitch. I mean, there are lots of young kids that watch it for like Minecraft, Roblox, those kind of games and stuff. Yeah. Like, it ain't you hard for they- them to flip over to, you know, whatever. I don't even know what this girl's name was that did this, to be fair, yeah. that led to this. Well, and I'm but it's like, sure, like, not one hard. Of her, like, you got to think about it. Like, one guy, like, one kid in middle school probably found a video. And then, like, immediately send it to 10 of his friends. His oh, for sure. And send it to... So, I mean, realistically, there are probably a lot of underage kids watching her stream. And, I mean, yeah, there's bad stuff online kids, everywhere. Kids, kids find, are going to find it. Kids find shit today. It's like, I think of a couple months ago, there was the teacher that got found out for being an OnlyFans model. Yeah. Because one of her students found her OnlyFans profile. And that immediately got obviously got that teacher like she's done, but like now she makes I think like a mill. She's making a million a year just doing OnlyFans. Yeah. Like that chick's fine, but like still, kids find shit very easy today. And it's They're like not stupid. That, number one, how that kid find her profile? Easy. Are you easy. over the age of eighteen? Sure, the hell am. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's all that a kid had to do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like it, there's major blocks on it unless you as a parent are locking shit down. So exactly. So I mean, like realistically, Twitch should have known better than to do some <laughs> shit like that. But again, whatever. Twitch is gonna do whatever the fuck it wants. They are gonna do money they, I feel like you get two to three Twitch controversies a year over this stuff. Yep. So where they and do it and, they, and then they go back for it. This was a good one because it's like <laughs> they just they they looked at it and they were like, ah, well, it it won't be so bad if we allow it as artistic. And like, no, it's mm-hmm. it's bad. Nope, you're letting one, anybody yes. do whatever they want. So <laughs> um, sure. I'm not surprised. And again, I'll I'll say right now, spoiler: it'll happen again. So, oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, but we can we'll dive into more news here. Uh, there's this big thing going on. Uh, Sony had pulled Discovery video. So this isn't uh, this, these aren't games per se, but uh, Discovery. So like the Discovery Channel, like that mm-hmm. whole thing. They have videos uh, that people have purchased, like seasons of stuff yeah. on their digital storefront. Uh, they're pulled pulling shit. them yeah, off of the storefront, not yep. letting people access that content that they've paid. So it once again brings up you know, the concern of a digital future. To add to that, uh, Ubisoft is doing a bunch of server shutdowns, I think January or February. One yeah. of the which like a lot of them to be fair, you look at it and go, okay, I think the you know Assassin's Creed three or whatever servers from ten years ago can be shut down. Nobody's gonna care. But one yeah. of them is uh the crew from twenty eighteen, the oh, racing yeah. game. I mean, come on, that's, that's only- not that old. Yeah, and like that's that is an online only game. So that that game is now you like like original useless. destiny useless. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy. So it just it brings that conversation up again. As to the digital future, and which I saw is that too, and that really, really bothers me because it's like if I paid twenty bucks for this season of whatever show I'm watching, mm-hmm. and you're able to just yank it from me like that, are you planning on giving me a refund? No? It's why okay. it's why I've never, other than Amazon, is the only digital storefront I've ever bought like movies from, mm-hmm. and not many. I own like three, and. 
that's it. Like I won't buy them on the Xbox platform. I won't buy like from those storefronts because what what's going to happen in 20 years? I've but, been buying, I, and this is how I've always done. I, I typically, when I buy DVDs nowadays, mm-hmm. I try to buy the ones that have the either like the digital code. Sure. But I still get that physical copy too. Oh yeah, because, absolutely. Like, I love having, I, I don't mind. I don't mind going digital for movies, but I do mind knowing that something like this could happen. And then once that happens, that movie I just paid for is gone. Like I, I, I would essentially have to rebuy it on another thing. My bigger thing with movies is is censorship and changing yeah. things about it. That that's why for me, like, I, and I've even more this year than I have in past years. Like I've gotten harder into buying 4K Blu-rays this year than probably the last three or four years combined because oh, of yeah. that reason. Because this, uh, how many? How many movies on Disney Plus have they thrown up where they've edited or altered something? Oh, there's for tons now and current like, audiences. Which yeah, my, my response to the my response to that would be the response we've had for decades, which is if you don't like it, don't watch it. Then <laughs> like, like, what's the problem? You know, but I mean, I really don't understand that. Is. Like, that's, that's the same argument as the idea: if you don't like porn, don't watch it. We, yeah, like, why like, do we I need mean, to edit that? Exactly. Yeah. Why? Why? Why does it? Why does it matter what washer or dryer Lilo gets into? I don't give a shit. Like, like, well, it's like think about a religious family who, uh, and I, I like I'll use this example because I grew up in a religious household, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as crazy as other religious households I saw growing up. But we had a religious household where the kid, you know, they they shield the kids from watching R-rated movies per se, right? Yeah. <laughs> when that happens. Those people aren't out there screaming at these studios, hey, you need to make censored versions of these movies. Exactly. They're just simply not letting their kids watch them. Like right. That's what it's always been. Yeah. So I don't understand why we not only need to, like, for current movies, but, like, movies from the past. Like, why are we going back and ending? For, who is that for? Yeah. Who is I, that offended? <laughs> I've, yeah. never, I've never sat there and... The only thing I've ever gotten offended on is rewatching Monster Squad and realizing I was yeah yeah an hour and a half of my fucking time. But <laughs> but honestly, like I if if I watch a movie and it, there is essentially something I do not like in it, I just will not watch it again. Like it's just plain as day. Like what's the point? Like why would I write a studio for that bullshit? Like nah, do better team. Or or the other thing I just think is like, well, you know, you think about it, it was a different time when that movie came out. So yeah. completely the one different. I think about the most is Tropic Thunder. Like Tropic Thunder is a good one. The one I always think of is uh waiting with Ryan Reynolds. Oh god, yeah. Because <laughs> because it's not just the game that they play in that in there, <laughs> the fact that they yeah. use a, a a slur that you could not say today without getting offended. Yep. But the fact that uh, the whole point and plot of that movie is Ryan Reynolds character is in his thirties and he's trying to bang a girl before she turns 18, 18. Exactly. Which you could not put that movie out today. But as I said earlier this year, when I watched that uh, recent Jennifer Lawrence movie that came out, the yeah. whole plot, it's like a reverse of that plot, right? Like yeah. it is a, it is a kid that just graduated high school going to college. His parents want him to get laid before he goes to college. So they hire Jennifer Lawrence to do that. She's in her thirties. This kid is like maybe 18. Yep. Um, if you reverse those roles and put that movie out, it would no studio would green light it today. And you also got to think like waiting in waiting to the Ryan Reynolds character wasn't the only one. I remember the manager at one point was trying to like, 
Yeah, well, oh, there's girl. a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not just it's yeah. not just Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> the manager of that place, is, who's much older than Ryan yeah. Reynolds' character, he's trying to. There's a lot. There's so much in that movie, and I rewatched it. And the funny thing is, I, I laugh because it was Netflix put up a tweet, and they were uh, they put up a tweet when they put it back on Netflix, like promoting it. And I laughed because I sent it to my buddy. I'm like, look at this. This is a company that is so hard for the other side of like censorship and like like yeah. making sure that that they're going to promote this movie being put up. Like somebody that did this, they have not seen this movie. They have not no idea. All. Like what That's the plot crazy. of it is, what's going on? Because there are so many things in that movie that like it would never Just be bad. greenlit today. Bad, very funny movie, but yeah, it's yeah. that is a movie I look at and go, yeah, that was that, that movie capsulates what was what it was like in two thousand six, <laughs> like perfectly, essentially, yeah, perfectly, pretty much capsulates it. Tropic Thunder, I, I'll give you as well. Where like there have been a couple <laughs> times where Robert Downey Jr. has come under fire, but he, I feel like he's one of those actors where he's just kind of shrugged it off and. He's fine. And part of that is because he's Iron Man. So oh, yeah, <laughs> like, he kind of sure. can't like, but still like, that's another, like, that's another good example of that era where you look at it now. It's like, yeah, you, you couldn't make that today, but yeah, um, it's, it's ridiculous. So, but that's, that's my whole thing about like keeping, like buying physical movies now. Is, yeah. Like, same. What's, same. what's to say, for example, like Oppenheimer, what's to say they don't censor that movie in six months because someone's mm. offended of the events of what happened, even though that's a historical thing, you know? So people just some, sometimes people need to get off their high horse and just they do. They do. Uh, I threw this in here. Postal, the developers of Postal 4, which I've not, I've played all of Postal, but not 4, yeah. uh, are directly blaming Microsoft for the lack of an Xbox version. And I believe the reason for it is like this is probably a game Microsoft's passed on for reasons of the content in the game. Yeah. Uh, Postal's not a family friendly game. <laughs> so, uh, Postal 3 was really bad. Uh, Postal 2 is a game I remember playing in high school, a lot of in high school. And oh, wow. Okay. That wasn't a, uh, wasn't a great, you know, wasn't a accept, society accepting game back then. So I can't imagine there's good things in Postal 4, but I just thought it was funny. They're directly coming out and calling them out on it. That's um, crazy. Suicide Squad continues to trek forward to its February 2nd launch. Um, they have now come on and confirmed it will have an offline mode, but it will not have that at launch. Um, I'm not surprised. This is probably the big reason why it was delayed almost a year. It was so they yeah. could work on this mode. But at some point you look at it and go, okay, we've been working on this game for nine years. You need to put this game out. And so they probably cut their losses at saying, well, it'll be out patched into the game later. I really curious if this game lands like commercially or if it is just a, a thud, I don't know. Um, I don't I'm know, not getting man. it. I'm not getting it right away. I've already, like I already told Dan, I was like, this is a, I played Gotham Knights. This is a, this is a $20 bargain bin. I will watch the Kevin Conroy cutscene when it yeah. comes out. It'd be good. I just, I cannot imagine. I don't know. I, I look at it and go, yeah, I see like, fives and sixes for reviews when this comes out. That's what I feel like it's going to get. I just get. don't feel like I, I think you had high hopes and now they're just kind of shot. I just down. don't feel it because of yeah. what it is. It's a, they're, they're going for that looter shooter, you know, 
get, uh, battle pass thing that this type yeah. of game doesn't really need that. So no, it should have just been an offline game with a. And if you, you could add a co-op, you could have yeah. an online co-op portion to it, it, and that's fine. But it oh, should be great. a story-based co-op game. It shouldn't be what they're trying to make it. So yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100. percent So we'll see. Twenty dollars. The Game Awards happened. Woo-hoo. The 2023 Game Awards. There's a lot of like the Game Awards sure happened this year. Um, there were announcements overall. I would say for me, it was a weak year for the Game Awards. People yeah. were really upset and angry at the Game Awards this year. I had made a video about it because, well, I understand why people are angry and upset. These have been problems with the Game Awards for years. Yeah, for it's, sure. This is not the first year that the Game Awards has had these problems, but they were more egregious this year. Yeah. Um, the biggest one, <laughs> the biggest one, the 60 second rule where people can't talk after 60 seconds. We're playing them off the stage. That's too, that's not enough time. Yeah. I understand why they did it. I, because of last year, Christopher Judge's speech was, you know, 18 minutes or whatever. And I get why you want to keep things quicker, but for a show that had was three hours long, had about 30 minutes of awards and two and a half hours of other shit. Yeah. You could have let these people talk a little more. The, the It was, it, it's so bad that when Baldur's Gate won game of the year, that guy didn't even get to finish his speech and say, Hey, the game's out on Xbox now. Yeah. That's there was crazy. no announcement. <laughs> so it just, I, I remember when it ended and I texted him, I'm like, is this game actually out? I had to go load up my <laughs> Xbox and see if it was actually true. So, yeah, um, we'll go through the, we'll go through the announcements. Um, brothers, they made a, a full up remake of brothers, the tale of two sons. Fine. Yeah. Um, another Pony Island, Pony Island 2. These were all things that were in the pre-show. So these were kind yeah. of the, like, you know, quick, the rise of the Golden Idol, uh, unusual June. That actually looked kind of colorful. It did look interesting. Um, this musical game, but it, it's, it, uh, it's accessible to people that are deaf. So it has like subtitles. They actually look kind of cool. Uh, yeah. called Harmonium the Musical. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, it looked. And pretty then um, the people that made Dead Cells are making a furry game <laughs> uh, <laughs> called Windblown. Yeah, a little weird, a little weird. And then uh, the people, uh, the studio behind Thumper has a new musical type game called Thrasher. It'll be out next year. It looks like Thumper, <laughs> like exactly. Um. And then that dredge, uh, that dredge game, which I still want to play. It's like the uh, weird, like spirit, like yeah, not spiritual, but like haunted, like fishing game. They're having a crossover with Dave the Diver. Um, so we'll talk. We'll 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 go ahead and talk about the big announcements now for the show. So one of the biggest, like I guess, what the fuck moments of the show was Matthew McConaughey walked out on stage, which is not an actor I would ever expect to see at this. Yeah, like. Uh, he is part of a big game coming out uh, called Exodus, which is a new sci-fi RPG from Archetype Entertainment, a new studio that is made up of former Bioware developers. Well, that makes sense. Why they, it, it looks like Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, it literally looks like Mass Effect, and that's fine. I It looks super interesting to me, but it also I watch that trailer going, this seems like this is a far way away. This doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a game that's coming out next year. So yeah, for sure. Um, but it looked cool. Um, in what I would call one of the bigger, like wet fart moments of the night, <laughs> uh, God of God of War Ragnarok is it, finally, they announced its DLC called Valhalla. 
It is just a free roguelike, roguelike mode. It has a little bit of a story to it, I guess, from what I understand. It's already out. It's, it is free. So, uh, yeah. I think it did add trophies, which I guess is cool. But, um, it, again, that, I don't think that's what people wanted out of a DLC for God of War. And so it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the people that made the Untitled Goose game are back with a game called Big Walk. It looked weird. That's what I would say. Uh, my I'm favorite, right my you. favorite other very, very stupid moment of the game awards. They brought out that weird. Um, I'm, I'm going to butcher the name of this band. They're called. Ha- I, I want to say they're called Hail Lun. It is a yeah. weird like, OK, and you'll know why they brought this band out. They're fucking weird. I've seen them before. They brought them out to play song to announce Hellblade 2, which this should be your moment of like. Okay, this game has a release date at this point. This is a game that has been shown at the Game Awards three times now. Yep. It was shown way back in 2019 <clears throat> when they announced the Xbox Series X. Yes. We've seen it multiple times. The last, I want to say it was last year, was when we found out, hey, we just finished the mocap on this game. <laughs> like, um, no date, just it is coming in 2024. But to have a moment where you bring a band out to introduce this trailer should be your date moment for the game. Sure. So I just thought that was kind of a like a a dumb moment. Um, surprisingly, this one is a little more surprising. The people that made Ori, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps, they are making a new game called No Rest for the Wicked. It's completely different from Ori. Very uh, it looks so. pretty cool. It looks pretty dark. Um, it is on everything. It is not a Microsoft exclusive game. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, they are going to show more off on the game on March 1st. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's actually pretty dope. Yeah, they're making a new Dragon Ball Budokai game. It's called Dragon Ball Sparkling Zero. Sure, I'm not a big Dragon Ball person. Like, I I, I respect it, but I'm not I'm not into it. That fighting I game haven't though, played anything cool as hell. Yeah, that last fighting game they put out was it Fighters? That's a really yeah. cool fucking game. So uh, I haven't played anything from Dragon Ball Z in a hot minute. So I mean, it'd be interesting to see how this one does. I have so I have Fighters. And I have um, the story when they came out, like Kakarot or whatever. Like I okay. own that physically for whatever reason. So, but I have not touched that. Um, th- this was one we actually knew about going into the Game Awards, but we didn't know what the name of it was. The developers of Dead by Daylight are making a single player game. It is a combined effort with Supermassive Games, the people that mm-hmm. make the um, what are those? What's that anthology series called? They're good. I've pl- I've played all of them. Um, they make that anthology horror game series that I, the name escapes me. And then, uh, they made until dawn. The name of this game is fucking terrible. I don't know why they called it this. It's called, it is called the casting of Frank stone. That's not I a good name for that. It's a, not a good game for, it's not a good name for a video game, but B not a good name for a horror video game, but it looks cool. I'm hoping maybe they change the name before it comes out. Uh, but it looked cool. And I, I like Supermassive a lot. And I, as someone who will never play dead by daylight, because it's so far gone, how to get into that now, I would love to play a game set in that universe. I could see where you're going with that. I mean, it'd be interesting. It's definitely interesting to see. I agree with you though. Cause when I saw the, the, like the, when I saw them introduce it, I was interested. And then the name kind of hit and I was kind of like, it's like everybody else. All right. Yeah. That's a okay, name. I guess we could see that. <laughs> that's a that's a name for a thing. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, one of the cooler announcements. We're getting a new mana game. That looks pretty uh, interesting. Visions of Mana. So Square Enix is bringing back its storied mana RPG franchise with Visions of Mana. An all-new entry, which is due for release in 2024. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, it is on PS5, PS4, Series X, and PC. So, uh, But that looked cool. That was one of the better highlights. Um, my favorite part of the entire Game Awards show for a couple reasons. Um, Hideo Kojima came out. He did not talk about Death Stranding 2, which led led my friend to shut the stream off because he was so put down <laughs> and then did not watch any more of the game awards. So crazy. Uh when they said when it was not when it was revealed this is not Death Stranding 2. Um <laughs> he for whatever reason and it's weird to me that he didn't do anything with Death Stranding 2, but he revealed his new game, which is called OD or short for overdose. It has um it, he is collaborating with Jordan Peele, which is fine. That make for a horror game that makes sense. They literally had him walk out on stage, out like come and open and walk out of the door from PT, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the thing that's even more humorous to me, so it has famous actors because anything he does now is going to. As the girl that was in the It movies, it has uh, Hunter Schaefer, who's from Euphoria, and then yeah. it has fucking Udo Kier, who's like 90. And when they showed him, I said to myself, do you think that man even knows what he's doing in this trailer? <laughs> or like when they were like, we're going to put you in a video game. That's crazy. <laughs> so um, that's that's pretty much it. Like he he didn't really reveal what it is. It's, it, it, it's a horror game. I, Kojima can do anything he wants. I'll play it. Um, and I'm sure this is way, way far away. But it looks cool. I like the trailer. I like what they showed. And again, I think working with Jordan Peele, he's uh, for him, for him, his track record with me is he's made two, two out of three good movies. So yeah. like, cause there's one of those I didn't care for, but the other two I like. So I think he'll, uh, I think he's a good collaborator for this. And I think that'll it's, be, it's a smart move on uh Hideo Kojima's part. Cause I feel like people who like Jordan Peele movies, may definitely look into this one just because of his name associated with it. And so sure. kind of, as long as it's done well, I mean, the honestly, the trailer didn't really give me much to go off of. That's a Kojima I really, trailer. <laughs> I was about to say, same thing. Kojima doesn't really give you much to go off of. But I mean, looking at it, I mean, the fact that Jordan Peele is tied to it does make it a little more interesting to see exactly what sure. happened between the two of them. For sure. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of these weird like games being announced that are in Fortnite. So there's a rocket racing game that you yeah. can get into from Fortnite. There was another one too they announced during this the as Lego well. one. The yeah, Fortnite Lego thing. <laughs> um, which is like Minecraft or Lego. I don't understand fully what's happening. To be honest, it's weird. That. It's weird. Yeah, it's a strange um, one. We got a short trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I mean, at this yeah. at this point, the game's out in you know a month and a half. You don't. I, people know what this part of the story is, so you don't really need to show much. And still, for me, is is my most anticipated game of next year so far. So I'm really looking forward to it. They also announced an Apex Legends crossover event, which just looks silly in a good way. Um, yep. One of my other favorite announcements was they brought out the actor from a show nobody watched but me, apparently, um, Raised by Wolves. 
Um, <laughs> and he's making some weird game called Tales of Kenzira Zao. It's a Metroidvania type game. It looked pretty cool, but yeah. As someone who loved that show, I was happy to see this guy doing something. I didn't realize he's big into video games, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, that kind of interesting. Um, people don't nod. The people behind, you know, Life is Strange and all those, they have a new game. They showed it very briefly. Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. It looks like another one of those type of games. Yep. Um, the most controversial virtual announcement of the Game Awards will be the next one, which was also one of the most surprising um, arcane lion. So the people that made dishonored dishonored Two, um, which heavily rumored before the show that they were making dishonored three, finally are not making a new Dishonored game. They are making a fucking blade game based on yep. the Marvel comic character, which is awesome. I love yeah. blade. Love that original movie. It's a favorite of all time for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, the controversy. The interesting. The controversy. I mean, first of all, the game, they, like, this is literally a trailer and that's it. They're, they have not even yep. started this game. So it's a while from now. I'd say earliest, you probably see this 2026. That would be oh, my yeah, guess. For sure. No. Um, I agree. The controversy is nobody can figure out if this game is exclusive to Microsoft or if it is a multi platform game. Yeah. I would go and say, <laughs> for me, it's got to be exclusive. It's Bethesda. They own Bethesda, so they own Arcane. Why would they not? But I don't know. So. I um, mean, I guess essentially <laughs> we'll just have to wait to see what happens. We'll have to wait but, and see. Yeah. Uh, but it's still awesome. Awesome to see. Um, They showed a brief trailer. Some of these I'll just go through quickly because I don't think they were that important. This yeah. mecha break game, I don't think that was really a big deal. Uh, this another life sim game, Pelia. Oh, another another favorite of mine. They brought out um, Sean Sean Murray, mm. creator of No Man's Sky, announcing his new project, Light No Fire. Which on the surface it looks fine, it looks interesting, yeah. but is it going to take eight years to get to what that game probably wants to be? I don't know. I hope um, on their sake. I, I mean, No Man's Sky is good now, but I mean, at launch, that game was horrible because people were just. I will not... say, one of the best redemption stories in video games is No Man's oh, Sky. Yeah, for like, sure, man. It's to the point now where, like, my my friend and I, we went back in. That was our like original COVID game. Mm-hmm. We played a bunch of No Man's Sky that summer, and then fell off of it. And now it's to the point where we just recognize like, hey, they've done so many updates that like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on in this game. And that's cool, <laughs> but I'm I'm good. Like, yeah. I got my 150 some hours out of that game. But holy shit, what a redemption story. Because, man, when that yeah. game came out, what a what a train what a wreck it was. That thing went through, um, some of these I'm going to skip because these were just like commercials. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 got to, is getting two DLCs. One is already out. The other one is out in the spring. Um, and mm-hmm. that's going to be it for that game. That that team has actually already been disbanded. Um, and then the, and this was kind for me. This was kind of a dud. I know it's not going to be for everybody. There is a big audience for this game, but their big mic drop end of the show trailer 
is a new Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter Wilds. So this would be a sequel to Monster Hunter World. I think that was the yeah. name of that one, which I played a little bit of. But I'm just not a Monster Hunter person. That was yeah. the one I tried to get into. I just, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't click for me. I, I don't have any like disrespect towards the franchise, but it just, it's not for me. I um, mean, the game itself, like I did play Worlds for a little but, while, but I'm the same way as you. I, I just didn't click. It just doesn't, yeah. Like, and it just, I was like, nah. If I, if I'm not really feeling it, there's no way I'm going to get through it. So, um. Again, cool that they're making. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Monster Hunter World, up until that game came out, Resident Evil 5 was Capcom's best-selling game of all time. Yeah. And then that game was the one that dethroned it. So it's not surprising they're making a sequel to it. So Not at all. Um, but no. again, that kind of wrapped up the Game Awards. Um, I, I just I felt overall it was a weak year between the controversy of not letting people speak. You have the same thing they've done for several years of you know, firing off four or five award categories really quick. Mm-hmm. This year, I thought it was worse because it was almost like Healy had to shout over that orchestra because they yeah. were playing so loud. Like, it just, I don't know. There are parts of it that were weird. And then the announcements, I thought overall, like, there were a couple of cool things. Like, Blade's really cool. But, like, overall, I thought they were weaker this year than they have been in previous years. Um, yeah, I can agree with you on that. I thought Blade was probably the coolest announcement. I said, everything. yeah, that was probably my announcement of the show as well. Yeah. So, a um, couple things that have come out <laughs> since the Game Awards. Um, Christopher Judge, so the Kratos voice actor, <laughs> came out in the beginning, took a pretty harsh jab at Call of Duty. Uh, made a made a made a harsh jab joke at Call of Duty in the campaign length, which. <laughs> Cod developers are super pissed about that he said what he said, but like he's not wrong. Like that's the thing. Like he made his comment, but he's not wrong. Like this year's Call of Duty has a shitty campaign that is less than four hours. So, but I I don't think his joke was scripted. I think he just said it. So, uh, because I cannot imagine like Keeley. You have all these people. You have all these advertisers set up. I don't think any of them would have signed off on a joke like that. So, yeah, um, this I thought was crazy. But obviously, when whenever Kojima puts out a trailer, kids pick through it. They pick through and found that if you look at the lips of Udo Kier's character, he has a Silent Hills reference like tattooed on his lips. Like it's back to that Silent Hills PT game. And I thought that was, that's just crazy. But like, again, that's another sly, like Kojima, fuck you to Konami type thing (laughs) that I love. So I'm not surprised. Um, couple three, four, three things here. So three, four, three, no shocker. They have no active development on a single player content or DLC for Halo infinite. Not shocking. We like I've said all along, like they will continue to support that game with multiplayer, which it's in a very good place right now for multiplayer. Um, They're clearly working on whatever the next Halo is. And they've kind of said that with that being said, they apparently are also done supporting Master Chief Collection, which has upset some people. But then I think about it and I go, well, next year will have been out for a decade. So like at some point you kind of have to just cut the wheels off and it's, it's over. And for that game, like that game's also in a really good place. Now you have more than that game launched within it because it's not just the master chief collection anymore. You have, uh, you have the, the, the spinoff and you have reach in that game as well. So like they, they did a ton of things for that game. They did series X enhanced, like 
it's it's fine if that's done. Um, the other big news story this week, which has been really going through the mud, there's been big like shit storm news stories between Man. the completionist thing, but this one is insane. The Fuck the uh, the day before, <laughs> the day before, which. I don't know how before this even just randomly launched that people didn't think it was not a scam. Um, has basically been all but confirmed. It, I mean, all but it is confirmed. It's a scam. Um, <laughs> they, these, this developer launched the game and then four days later they shut their studio down. So That's the insane. studio is no more. The game has been pulled off Steam. You cannot buy it anymore. Thank God. Um, they have come out and said like, hey, we're going to refund people if they want to. Uh, they but they came out and said they basically came out and straight up said they promised refunds but they tell customers shit happens, so it's just the whole thing is a, is a fucking mess, and I'm not surprised. Like the, like that game had so many warning signs from its trailer. If you watch the trailer for the game and then look at the actual gameplay, like they're nothing alike. No, not like at all. what the game was promised to be versus what it actually is. It's just it's mind blowing. So it again, I don't know who is, I don't know how people were fooled by it, but I guess that is what it is. So I was not fooled by it. I don't, you obviously weren't fooled by it. No, man, my timeline was flooded with people playing this game all over TikTok and like really Twitch and stuff okay. like that. It and got like, a lot of people in. I'll say that. Dude, like, I saw one dude playing it and he chopped down a tree and the tree like fucking just seized and like covered the entire screen. <laughs> Awesome. And homeboy was just like, well, this happens when you cut trees down. I'm like, why are you still playing this game? Like, yeah. there's no, I, I get it. You know, sometimes shit happens in video games. It's understandable. You know, glitches happen. It's not a big deal. But if I am doing the exact same thing multiple times in a game and the game continues to do the same action, that's a problem. Like, that's bad. That's bad. Like, that's bad. And then the fact that it, the, the they came out like the the team came out and said shit happened. No, shit don't. <laughs> Is that acceptable? Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's clear that they knew the game was not going to be ready, and they launched it anyways just to make the money they could before they shut down the studio a couple days later. Like yeah. that's what they did. Um, and I, it's just it, it, the game. What the game was promised to be? What it, I, I, my understanding was the game was supposed to be like a Daisy type thing, and that's it is not too. at no, all. Not so. at all. Which like Daisy was always a cool concept, so I just never thought that it lived up quite to it. But mm-hmm. so I could I could see why people would be excited for something like that. But yeah, yeah. Bad. <clears throat> it's bad. It's a bad situation. Um, Free Radical people that made Time Splitters have been shut down again. Thank Embracer. Not surprising. Wow. You will not yeah. see a Time Splitters four, which sucks. Um, in addition to all the Baldur's Gate 3 stuff, that developer has actually come out and said they will not put their game on Game Pass, which, given the success this game has, you don't need to put it on Game Pass. Yeah, like, I can understand that. It, there's no reason. People are buying it. They're playing it. They were they yeah. waited. I mean, I waited however many months. I bought it. I have it. And I still haven't started because of the save bug. But, like, they got me. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. For sure. Um, so there's no reason they, they don't need to. Um, this is interesting. Hackers reportedly breached Insomniac developers of Spider-Man two. Um, they are holding a bunch of stuff hostage, but they released <laughs> like 
Wolverine screenshots of like early screenshots of that game and staff data to kind of prove it. So I don't know if more is going to leak out about it. I didn't actually see the screenshot they put out because that's, you know, people are scrubbing that from the Internet, but I'm sure yeah. you can find it if you want to. But I mean, yeah, if you look um, hard enough, you can find it. You find anything. Yeah. But yeah. It, again, that, that seems like that happens more often than not with Sony Studios for some reason. And mm. I don't know why. Um, other big news story of these last two weeks. E3 is officially dead for good. There will not I'm be really another shocked. E3. Nobody, uh, yeah, nobody should be shot. It, it sucks. I always liked E3, even back being, you know, it's a small kid getting into the video game stuff. I would watch it every year. I mean, I, re- I remember back when it used to be in May before it shifted to June, because that was yep. always like the end of school. You know, the school year, you'd get all the cool announcements and stuff. Um, It's a bummer, but like the world isn't what it was even 10 years ago. So a Not show like that to bring all those people into California and do that. It just doesn't make sense in 2023. Yeah. And I think Sony pulling out years ago, doing their own digital event, Nintendo doing its own digital event. Now Microsoft does theirs. That's clearly the future. Keeley is doing his own summer games fest, which is basically E3 anyways for everything mm-hmm. else. So like, yeah. it's not like E3 is actually dead. It's just kind of migrated over to that. And that's yeah, fine. It's a whole different thing. Now. And I'll be honest <laughs> so. with you though. I mean, the internet and the fact that the internet has become so advanced now, it was bound to die. Like it was bound to die. Of, yeah. It's just one of those things that's not needed anymore. Like, like you said, PlayStation pulling out, Nintendo's doing their own directs. Microsoft is getting in the like why would why what's E3 going to be I remember nowadays? being I remember being in the computer lab in high school having to download real player to watch like trailers ah. Oh my oh, gosh That's that's real my player. age <laughs> like exactly that's like shit. that's my age for like remember E3 kids like that's what it was or is like I, man I remember LimeWire having to exactly. download torrent <laughs> There you go um this is this is cool. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is primed to dethrone Call of Duty for the first time. A game has dethroned it in the annual sales charts. That's crazy. So man. Hogwarts Legacy. And again, we predicted this in the beginning of the year on this podcast that it probably would dethrone and be the number one game of the year because it's Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but it's you're playing your own Harry Potter. It's your own right. story in that world. Who exactly. isn't going to want to do like as uh, Harry Potter has such a broad appeal? Who isn't going to want to do that? That's a Harry Potter fan. So yeah, I'm not shocked. A wizard. Exactly. And the game right. is tremendous. So like I, it's not shocking. And even though that I know the switch version is trash, there will be kids that get that for Christmas. And I'm sorry. I, had I was tempted to buy it the other day. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. Part of me was like, I really should get this game just to see <laughs> what it is about. But then I was like, nah, I ain't doing that to myself. Um, and, and speaking of sales on the other flip side of it, Alwick 2, um, it seems like it's not selling very well, but if you read into it, the, it's a, it, first of all, it's a digital only game. So it's harder, it's harder to track. And then that company didn't like report to the two companies that report and like check these sales. So there's not really mm-hmm. an accurate way to track the sales of that game right now. So gotcha. it's kind of interesting. Like I feel like that game's probably selling fine. So there's enough hype like around that. it. It won enough I, things at the game awards. I didn't yeah. think that game would win the awards that it did win at the game awards. 
No, texting you about it during the game awards, I was like, "Wow!" I, I, honestly, in my head, I was like, "Alan Wake Two is really like taking it by storm." And if you didn't, you know? and if you didn't know about that uh, musical part of that game, and you saw that thing at the game awards. That is even more fucking crazy in that game. So, yeah, and that is literally what happens in that game. Those people sing about Alan Wake, <laughs> and it's really wild. Um. I, I put this up here. We can, we can actually skip that. Um, Death Stranding. They're making a movie. A24. Kojima is, oh. is uh, teamed up okay. with prolific A24 studio. I'm not surprised. I would also argue I don't need a Death Stranding movie. I'm good with the game. So Yeah, I feel like, the, but, I feel like Kojima games are enough. I, that guy's always wanted to make movies, but I feel like I don't think he's going to translate into a movie world well Not because really. I, he's into the game world. So he's so focused on long form storytelling that I don't think you can take a story like Death Stranding and fit it down to a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, same. I agree. So we'll see. I was gonna say we'll see what happens. Uh, I put this in here just because I laughed. GTA. <laughs> uh, tech experts say GTA Six is a step beyond the Nintendo Switch Two. Not so the tech experts that have seen what the specs are for the Switch successor are already say GTA 6 probably a no-go on that platform. Yeah. Not a shocker. Um Naughty Dog has canceled The Last of Us Online. It's not a shocker. We've talked about it for months that this game exactly. was in insane troubled development and at this point it's a smart decision. This is a single player based studio. Why are we yeah. making a multiplayer only game? It, it, I understand it was bound you to want to capitalize on money and finances and stuff like that, but sometimes that game, we're what? Three platforms in? Like, yeah. Do we... This game has sold enough. Like, I would rather you, at this point, make another Last of Us game with different characters in a different part of the country dude, and a I different story. So hyped than, I think that would be than a multiplayer. Cool. Yeah, like, do that. Just do that. Yeah. Focus um, on Last of Us, a series of Last of Us characters, yeah, you know? Yeah. And the stories they're going through. Like, shit. Uh, final news article we have this week. Uh, another hot PS5 Pro rumor. It is targeting a September 2024 release date. Um, there's some specs out there on it. Yeah, I just still... I even Even a year from now, I still don't think we need a Pro of either of these systems. Nope, <laughs> so, but, not at all. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, um, I will. We'll move on. We can talk about some movie stuff Go before ahead. we Tell move on it. to it. I actually have an email about one of the movies I saw. Um, I will go ahead and read it really quick. Casey from Red Creek, West Virginia. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my email last week. I wanted to write in and recommend a movie. Godzilla minus one. I just went and <laughs> saw it. I have to say it's incredible. They finally made a Godzilla movie that's compelling on both the monster side and the human side. If you haven't seen it, highly recommended, especially in theaters. Nice. So that is a spoiler. I have seen Godzilla minus one. Um, this was a this was a very last minute decision. Um, my friend, my friend Ross, insanely huge Godzilla fan. I've seen. All of these, uh, with the exception of the one that was on HBO because of COVID, we went to all of those other recent American-made ones in the theater, which have only gotten worse. Yeah. Um, at least he's finally to the point where he admits, like, ah, they're pretty bad now. Because, like, 
the yeah. first one we kind of it was like eh, they should show more godzilla but whatever the second one i remember both my girlfriend and i were like it wasn't very good and we watched out of that with him and he's just like oh i love it i'm like ah sure dude <laughs> Uh, but then, like the con, it it was not good, and this this new one, which we'll talk about in a second, because it ties into this, it looks terrible. That being said, Godzilla minus one, I started seeing all the reviews for it hit. I had seen trailers for it, and I had kind of like kept on the back, you know, in the back of my mind that it was yeah. coming out. I know he's a big Godzilla fan. The more reviews and stuff I saw of it, I texted him last week. I think it was Saturday, and I was like. Do you want to come out here tomorrow and go to the theater by me? There's a like two o'clock show. We can go see Godzilla. Like, why don't we yeah. just go and see what everybody's talking about? Um, which we did this. And I will say this is <laughs> not hyperbolic. This is the best movie I've seen this year. Bar none. It is. It is fully subtitled. I'll, I will. I'll start off by saying we went to the theater by me It for a movie that is Japanese only audio subtitled. Ooh. Two thirds of the theater were full, so it was not sell out like every other movie I go to see at this theater. But two thirds for this type of movie, pretty pretty packed. Mm-hmm. Um, I really expected when we sat down and started, I thought, okay, somebody's going to get up and be angry because it's subtitled, and they didn't know. Not a single yeah. person. Everybody was fucking into this thing from the beginning. That's what's um, it is set in. I want to say 1945. It starts in 1945. I think it jumps to 47 pretty fast okay but it starts at the end of the war uh the story the story follows a kamikaze pilot who just decides i don't want to do that and so the movie opens with him driving to or driving flying to this island so they can check his sh- uh his uh plane to make sure okay. that you know it is and one of the mechanics kind of walks over to him and he's like hey we're not finding anything wrong with your plane are you are you just trying to get out of your job here and he kind of just like kind of shrugs his shoulder and the guy's like no i i understand they kind of have a little bit of a rapport about it and then the other mechanics start to give him shit it becomes nighttime and godzilla fucking attacks this space but it's not godzilla yet it is like early godzilla so it's a big lizard but the nuke hasn't hit godzilla yet and as it's attacking, there's one Japanese guy that's just like kind of says like, hey, this is Godzilla. This is this legend. Um, and this guy clams up <laughs> like they, they try to get him to go run to his plane to shoot Godzilla. He he clams up. Godzilla ends up fucking murdering everybody <laughs> except for him and one other guy. Holy he gets knocked shit. out. He wakes up. The other guy that he had the rapport with earlier is just kind of like dragging and piling up the bodies, discovers he's alive and just fucking lays into him Damn. about about it. So then they we go, we flash forward. He he gets on a boat. He gets home. He shows up to his house. The first fucking thing that happens is this poor fucking guy. It's absurd. The first thing he walks up to his house, which is just bombed. It's just it's just been bombed like he doesn't have a house. He learns from his neighbor after his neighbor berate, like literally just fucking berates him for like a good two minutes about how he's a piece of garbage for not going through with being a kamikaze pilot. And then says, oh, your parents are dead. It's your fault because you didn't go through. Like, it's fucking harsh. Like the things this man goes through. Um, like it, it is. I will say this movie, like I want this Godzilla movie. It is fucking emotional. Like it is. It, it's insane. <laughs> 
this movie is fucking insane. Um, so like he gets it from that end. He's feeling down. He's walking through the market, the next like market area the next day. All of a sudden, this woman runs by him and just shoves a child in his hand, like an infant child. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And it's now all of a sudden he has this kid. And then so he's walking around trying to find this mother, this kid, this kid, this, this mother finally shows up. They start talking about it and come to find out this woman isn't the mother of this kid. She took this kid from another family that died during these bombings. But now they have no place to stay. So they kind of just become a family. And it's fucking crazy, but like really cool. And that's kind of what the movie turns into is like they have a family dynamic, but they're not in a like romantic relationship. Okay. They're just raising this kid. Like it's it's interesting. He takes a job as someone who is tasked with getting on a wooden boat and they're picking up mines from the water. They have to be on a wood boat so the mines don't, right. you know, detect a mag yeah. So they're on a wood boat, they're doing that, and obviously Godzilla appears again. Godzilla is very much a villain in this movie, but Godzilla course, now is Godzilla is now Godzilla. You know, the nuke has gone off and made Godzilla Godzilla. So um it is fucking wild. It is an emotional movie. I don't want to go more farther into the story with because it's so right. interesting. Um God, the, one of the most impressive things to me, Godzilla, they they finally one of the things I hate about this American series, Godzilla, when he uses his laser mouth thing, it should be a devastating thing. It shouldn't be overused. Yeah. In that last movie, he's fucking firing that off like it's a pistol. This yeah. movie, when he uses that breath, it is the most devastating fucking thing you will ever see. Like he shoots it. It is like a, it, it goes like a beam. It blows up like a nuclear bomb. And Damn. then the, it, it, it has this impact where like the wind and stuff comes back and just blows people away because it is so fucking powerful. It is devastating. Like it, like the destruction in this movie, this movie is this movie costs $15 million <laughs> to make. And it is already made, I think, triple its budget. They keep extending Good. it in America. Like yeah. every week they're like, you know what? Another week of Godzilla because people keep going. I almost, almost this weekend got my girlfriend to go see it. The only reason we had other stuff going on this week is I was like, I will go see it again. Um, <laughs> it is, it is, it is emotional. It is like, I nothing I expected going into this. I did not expect walking out of this movie to, to go like this movie, like it had an emotional impact. It, it, it had a great dramatic story with the, with these human characters, but also you have Godzilla showing up and just fucking devastating stuff. Um, if I had any complaint, like there is a little bit of that. You, sometimes you look at Godzilla and go, yeah, it's Godzilla, not like the best CG, but considering the trailer, they just put out for this new Godzilla con movie. This movie looks way better than officially like whoever I, I told you several times, whoever at Warner brothers decided, Hey, let's capitalize on Godzilla minus one by putting out the Godzilla con trailer this weekend. Yeah, is an idiot idea. should be fired because that movie looks so bad in comparison to this. I cannot yeah. recommend it enough. It, it is the best movie I've seen in the theater this year. I was glued the entire time. I didn't look at my phone once. And this is again, this is a movie where I had to sit and read the entire fucking thing. 
And that's, for me, that's already kind of a tough sell, but then I'm going to the theater to do that is even a tougher sell. But <laughs> again, I had so many people are like, you need to see this Godzilla movie. It's fucking insane. And then, so yeah. it, it really is. So cannot recommend it enough. Um, I'm sure it'll play through at the theaters, at least through Christmas. I would imagine at this point, highly recommend it's they keep opening it to more theaters every weekend so yeah highly recommend only other movie i watched because i finally said i need to watch one of these three fucking hour epic movies i've been sitting on for half a year so i decided no, to go all the way back and watch Bo is afraid the new airy aster dude it made hereditary at midsummer this is his new movie it is one of the weirdest movies I've seen. Um, I, I will say I liked it. It's not something I would probably ever watch again. Okay. It is a great Joaquin Phoenix is great at playing socially awkward characters. That's why he was great as the Joker. He does well playing a socially awkward character here. The easiest way I can describe this movie is you are watching a man navigate through his actual living nightmare. So like this movie starts everything around him is fucking chaos. Like the city he lives in is just rampant violence. This man is walking down the street. People are getting shot, stabbed cars are blown. Like it's insane. Um, and it never really kind of lets go of that insanity. Uh, okay. there is a scene, the scene that will stick with me forever is he, the whole point of this movie is he's supposed to go visit his mom. And then he finds out through strange events that his mom fucking died. So like he calls to if he calls to talk to his mom, finds out that his mom died in a freak accident where like a chandelier fell and like cut off her head or something. Oh, he damn. finds out from a UPS driver. It's like a really wow. weird. Yeah. And then the next scene is like he's he's sitting in his bathtub, like just trying to fucking make sense of what happened. And out of nowhere, he looks. It's like the most surreal scene I've seen a movie one time. Uh, uh, he's sitting there. All of a sudden, this water is dripping from the ceiling. And he looks up. And like, as, as I said earlier, like the part of this movie is the city is just people killing each other and going nuts. Right. And he looks up. There is a dude on his ceiling, like holding onto the edges like he's trying not to fall into the bathtub. And it's just this fucking crazy scene where they keep looking at each other like, is it going to happen? Is he going to fall? The dude falls in and they just have this weird scene of like him trying to make sense of what's going on. That's what this movie is for three hours. It's just him trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. And well, you as a viewer are trying to figure out like, okay, this yeah, obviously is happening. a dream. Yeah. Like it is wild. Um, that scene will always stick with me because it's just the most crazy <laughs> shit where I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, how is this guy above him? But um, there's wild shit. I don't want to spoil even the end because the end gets really fucking crazy. Um, I enjoyed it. If you like, if you if you watch Hereditary or Midsummer, I even if you've watched those movies, this is so much different than that. This is this is this guy's version of like a David Lynch movie. Whereas, like, okay. I think Hereditary was his version of an Exorcist movie. Midsummer might have been like a Cronenberg type movie. This is very much like I wanted to make a David Lynch like movie, and that's what this is. Um, I enjoyed it. I will probably never watch it again because it's so uh, weird. Yeah. I explained it to my girlfriend, and even she was like, "This sounds weird as hell." It, it was. I also will say it's too long. There is a part of the movie where it just kind of drags. Like they could have cut it. I think it, it, in a perfect world, you cut this down to two and a half hours perfect 
but there, it goes on a half hour too long, little too okay. much in the middle section. But those are the only two movies I really watched this week. We talked about watching that uh, Leo movie with uh, Adam Sandler, the little animated yeah, one, but we just, we didn't get to that. it. So I don't know. Did you watch anything since the last? No, I can say I haven't really watched anything. Oh. You need to go see Godzilla. <laughs> you need to do. I, do. Like, I actually do need to go see. <laughs> so, um, that new Mark Wahlberg movie. Okay. Um, shoot, the Family Plan think. or something like that. They, no, is it Family Plan? I think it's called The Family Plan. Yeah. So I just saw I actually, something about it. I saw a uh, one of the streaming sites I visit. Um, okay. actually had had a had a HD version of it, and I was I was kind of like questioning, and I was like. Is this really like thing? Am I really going to click it and it's going to be camera <laughs> shaky and I'm not going to watch it? But I clicked yeah. it. it. Full movie, HD, looked fantastic. Okay. Um, not bad, not horrible, not like it, it is what you expect out of it. Like you know, the premise of the movie is he's a family man. All of a sudden, he gets burned because he used to be an assassin, and now he's taking his family on a road trip cross country. And throughout this entire road trip, he's fighting off bad guys the entire time, trying to make sure his family doesn't know what he did or how, you know, his old life. So it's it's got humor. Is it kind of like that Bob Odenkirk nobody movie except his family's with him? Okay. Essentially, and, and probably like, not as violent because that movie is very violent. <laughs> no, that movie's hella violent. No, yeah, this one awesome is not movie. as violent. <laughs> okay, it is. It does have it. It does have its moments, but for the most part, no, not as violent okay. as Nobody, which was okay. a fantastic. It's movie. a fantastic movie. <laughs> um, I would say it's definitely not something I would pay to go watch in the movie theater when it comes <laughs> yeah. out. But okay. If you catch it on a streaming site or you like watch it, like if you're at a red box and you want to render for like a buck 50, it's not horrible. It's, it's pretty, it's a pretty solid Mark Wahlberg movie. Like the family dynamics, like the family itself is, it it works really well. Okay. The actresses and the actors that are playing his family work really well. I don't want to give like too much about it away because I know, I don't even think it's out yet. Like, which is really weird on how I found it. Um, <laughs> that happens sometimes, though. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so I guess this mad. is out. Yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, I would say, it, I mean, if you want to catch a matinee version of it, definitely go check it out. Sure. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about seeing it. It is, it is a typical movie as far as what you think it, it's going to be. It, it probably is, honestly. Okay. Um, it was good though. It was solid. Uh, it definitely. Was like I said, it was it was entertaining to watch it. So I mean, if I gave it a good rating out of ten, I would say like a six out of ten. It's a pretty okay. solid Marvel. So that's what I watched. I totally forgot it slipped my mind, and then I I as you were talking <laughs> about movies, I was like, holy shit, I did watch something this week. Yeah. So um, we can jump into emails. I will preface that we we do have some emails. I'm going to hold for uh, next the next podcast when Dan's back with us. We miss so you, we don't. Dan. We don't have as many as we normally would to go through, but 
nonetheless. Uh, first one would be a pretty easy one to address, but Will from San Diego, California. Hey, dudes, want to ask if you're all going to be doing a top list of your favorite games 2023. I know you did a list breakdown last year. Also, are you going to do anything with movies? Thanks. Uh, we'll be doing all of that stuff next the next episode of the podcast as i said you know earlier in it when when dan's with us it's not fair to cut him out of that so not at all and honestly like we can take an extra month to catch up on anything i always i've done that for for the last several years on my channel and that's been very helpful (laughs) so um that's what we'll be doing for that uh, Adam from Tacoma, Washington. Hey guys, I was curious with these game awards now over. Kojima came out and announced OD, his game he's doing at Microsoft. Is it completely strange that he didn't speak about Death Stranding 2 at all? I just find it completely weird that nothing was said about the game at all. It's got to be a 2024 title, right? It is strange. Um, it's weird that he was there and he announced this game. I and mean, we already knew that this deal had happened with Microsoft and yeah. that he was doing something. But it's I, it is a little weird to me how far he is already in the pro, in progress with this game, considering he's still making Death Stranding two, and we've only sure. seen one trailer of Death Stranding two, and that was yeah. a year ago. So, um, I still think that game is probably a fall twenty twenty four game, and I I feel like that's something you will see more of at like that's a game easily I can see they do something a, a special Sony Direct for next year. Yeah. Like totally, they that that game will probably be a Sony exclusive, like first party game, anyways, because they have that deal with Death Stranding. So as as a franchise, so I could see that, and that's probably what'll happen. Um, <laughs> Jason from Mesa, Arizona. Hey guys, I was curious: Are you any of y'all into ongoing games? Like, is there a game you keep coming back to and putting time into between playing other stuff regularly that you recommend? Thanks. Um, I mean, mine, like, I've never really been into, like, I, I've fall, uh, I wanted to say Fallout, um, Fortnite, or I played yeah. a little Apex. I, I, not that I dislike Apex, but I don't know. I'm not at the level of multiplayer that I was a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. For I'm sure. more of a single player, like, person than I am multiplayer. But, Halo Infinite has kind of been my like one to keep checking back in on because I just still really love Halo and yeah. I find myself going back to that more often than not um like I've like shockingly not uninstalled that game from my Xbox <laughs> since yeah, it's come out which is crazy so and that's a hundred gig game so <laughs> uh, but now this recent update, putting Firefight into the game has made a tremendous improvement to it. They keep adding, they added all those Halo 3 maps. The fact that I can play Firefight on Valhalla from Halo 3 is incredible. So, yeah, like, that's, sure. that's kind of all I need. So I'm happy with that. Um, that's kind of the only one of those games for me. Um, I don't really have like even mobile stuff. Like I used to play, we've talked about it on this podcast a lot, but that super card WWE game, but I kind of bounced yeah. off that. I know yeah. Dan still plays that, but, uh, what about you, Matt? Um, I know so, you apex at least. Yeah. I'm a big apex man. Uh, I've been playing since season two of that and that dropped a while back. <laughs> um, ironically, I, I actually told myself I was actually thinking about taking a break after this season's up from Apex for maybe like another one or two seasons just to kind of start playing through some of the stuff that I actually need to start playing through. Yeah. Because sure. I 
because and I and I explained this to a friend earlier. So many games nowadays are open open world games, and knowing that you're about to pick up a game and dive a hundred hours into it is just so mind taxing sometimes that you just don't want to you don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, so, like, even though I I tell myself I need to play some of these games, I need to play these games. Part of my brain also says, you know what? I just don't feel like putting that time. In. Yeah, and for sure. I don't want to have to sit here and think about how I'm dividing up skill points or how I'm positioning, you know, like someone's like magic defenses or anything like that. And it and sometimes it's just taxing. Um, Apex is the game I go to when I don't want to play anything like that and like not hurt my brain. Uh, and like I said, I've been playing it for a while. The downfall with Apex is finding teammates who actually want to or, play. Yeah, that aren't just, you and, know, messing around in the game or whatever. Yeah, and, like, I, I've joined a couple Apex communities on Facebook. It's typically the same thing. If a gamer girl jumps in, the all the, like, and she's like, oh, I'm looking for people to play with. The comments are flooded with dudes that are like, yeah, me, I'm, like, the best, you know? And, like, I just want to find, like, at least one or two people who play the game that just can have fun. You know, like, I'm not taking it seriously. Just kind of play around when you got time. I did play Fortnite OG, uh, like, a a week or two ago when it dropped the old When they were doing that, yeah. And that was a lot of fun because I am a Fortnite OG player. Yeah. However, now the game has, like, developed into something completely different. (laughs) And it's even gotten to the point now where my son is actually thinking about leaving Fortnite because he really? said it's just not the same. He, and he's been playing it for years now. Like, and it's I the kind of thing where I, I feel like that. unless you've stuck with it for years and constantly played it, you're going to lose it. Like if I load up Fortnite, it's going to be completely different than when I tried it initially when it was the hot title of what, 2018? So yeah, exactly. It's got to be complete. I mean, back then there wasn't, you know, I wasn't seeing Master Chief and fucking John Wick fighting each other. <laughs> you know and what you I know mean? What so. they just, you know, honestly, this, this, what was it? Like two days ago, they released all four Ninja Turtle skins. That's and insane. I, I have been sitting on it because I'm like, they, the skins look like really good. I mean, they they do a good job with those. I will say but that. But then I'm also like, man, I'm about to have to spend forty plus dollars on these foreskins for these Ninja Turtles. Yeah, of a game I don't really play. Yeah. So then now I'm like, no, what? No, I can't. I can't do it. Like I just can't physically put my money into. Well, something I think it's like if they couldn't even them. get me with Batman skins when they did that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm yeah. not the target. Yeah. Yeah, so. not at all. So, I mean, Apex is my go-to game. I, I just started talking about that game. Um, I played the beta for a little while ago. The finals. The finals? Yeah, that looks potentially They just opened that up not long okay. ago. And I'm thinking about jumping onto that because I do still want to have a game that I play that I don't have to use a lot of mind work for. And, you know, maybe I can get into that. Maybe I don't. I mean, who knows what will happen? And that's just, been the fun for me, especially with the infinite firefight thing. Like, I don't have to think about anything. You're just fighting waves of the covenant. So, like, exactly. And sometimes <laughs> that's just good. Like, I yeah. don't want to have to dive in and, like, have to think about, you know, puzzles and shit like that. Or, like, you know, 
It, it sometimes being a gamer nowadays <laughs> is such a pain in the ass. Well, and I'll, I'll say this because you can share this with me, especially the last like week of work you and I have had at our job and it's how busy been it's been. Worse. I get done at <laughs> night. Like I'm not thinking about like, oh, I'm going to go do all this stuff in RoboCop or like play Baldur's Gate or something. It's like, I just want to not think for a while. (laughs) So that's like Halo Infinite's, you know, firefight mode has been perfect for that. And you know, the crazy thing, like I'm a, so I used to watch the office religiously and I am a big fan of the office, Yeah, but I have now discovered that I think that show Superstore is actually my favorite TV series that I've ever watched. Okay. And I've gotten to the point now where work has been so taxing and it's not even like it's it's been bad. It's just been busy. Yeah. And then the people have just not it, it's like somebody opened a, a world, a portal to people <laughs> who don't read and don't yes. understand English. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, not, and I, I don't I don't when I say I don't understand English, I could just say, you know, please click here. And they're like, Where? And I'm like, where? here. And they're like, Where? And I'm like, if you don't just fucking pay attention what i'm trying to tell you exactly so so yeah it's like i i've re i'm re i i just finished superstore uh, less than a probably two weeks and yep. i'm re-watching the shit because i just don't want to mentally tax myself my, into doing anything mine this mine this past month has been king of the hill which i just rewatched last <laughs> this time last year <laughs> and i just i was like well i don't want to do freight i do fraser every year i'm like i don't want to do fraser and uh, I just did Roseanne in the spring again. And I was yeah, like, see? you know what? I'll just fucking watch Canada Hill again. Yeah. Which I'm man. almost done with, sadly, already. So, you yeah, know. Look at that. See what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I think every, I think it's good for everybody to have a game that they just. That thing. That thing that they can just go to and they just not have to use it. Right. It's like but for my girlfriend, you. it's cooking shows. Like, she's she's almost done with another watch through of bar rescue right now. Cause she just wants to hear John Taffer yell at people. <laughs> sometimes, I, you know, funny sometimes you I just want that watched. guy. You just want to watch somebody tear someone down. And that's what and that guy Gordon does. does a good job of it. Um, man, not John at the Taffer. level of John Taffer. He is just like, he is so bad and it's, he's so bad that he's so good at it. And it's funny you say Absurd. that because I started watching bar rescue too. Yeah. Because I was like, let's just see what, and episode it's one, so season good. one, Taffer just went into these. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh! I realize now. So why have you I never watch watched it show. before? I, so I've seen like I've seen a couple of episodes here and there. Have you seen the Pirate Bar? I don't think so. Okay, mm-hmm. that is that is season two. I want to say it's the first or second episode. I might it just is, skip that shit and just watch. You that need to see it because <laughs> I literally th- like Dan and I think that he did does what he does just to fuck with these people so they run a bar they run a bar and act like they're pirates and they don't want to change anything he changes the bar i kid you not to a bar called corporate bar and grill where he makes (laughs) them wear like suit and tie and it, it makes sense because of the area that they are in is all corporate suit people and stuff like that it makes sense but I also think he did it just to fuck with these people because he knew they were never going to All change right. their. I'm going to have to skip. You need to watch that season. One. Second watch season. That one. It's I'm second season. Check that out. It is so yeah. ridiculous. For sure, like I think definitely, guys. If you don't have a game that breaks up your monotony, I think you <laughs> definitely a need show. to find one. <laughs> or a TV show, yeah, just something you can go to where you don't have to use your brain energy and just like have a moment to yourself because it's, throw- it's okay. 
I'll throw this out there because I want Peacock to fix their shit. But Peacock has this great like feature where you can go down to the very bottom, like when you load it up and you can watch live TV, like you watch live NBC as it would be. But they also have other like internet channels and channels they've created. They have Mm -hmm. a channel that plays Roseanne and I would love to just watch Roseanne that way. But for whatever fucking reason, the last two weeks, every time I go to watch that, it just freezes in the middle of the episode where the audio oh, keeps going, but the picture does not. You hear that shit, Peacock? Fix if it. Listening, fix your shit. I actually use that. <laughs> Even though I could just go and watch it episode by episode on Peacock or, you know, on the server that I run. It doesn't like, matter. Come on, man. Just nope, fix it. Matter. That's how I want to consume that at this point. So I can understand. Annoying. Uh, next email we have. Comes in from Charlie from Edgerton, Wisconsin. Hey, dudes, I want to write in about the stigma in the games industry media around certain games and how with some games, Galarian problems are just overlooked. The game I'm, of course, talking about is Baldur's Gate 3, which recently released on Xbox. The game is plagued with a save bug that's seemingly affecting a large portion of the player base. And it's like this studio can do no wrong and is protected. You can't even have a discussion about it online without somebody shutting you down because the game is amazing. I lost my 40-hour save to the glitch. I can't get a refund because I've played too much of the game, and yet anytime it's brought up, people will defend this game like it's a relative. What am I missing here? Um, This is what I like to call the completionist syndrome. (laughs) He has 1.5 million followers. Like, it's it just is. how it is, man. Like, I hate to say it like that. And I, I, dude, I truly, truly, truly feel horrible that you spent 40 hours. That's why I haven't started it. Yeah. 40 hours. Dude, that's a work week, bro. It like, is. Like, I was logging in every single day for eight plus hours to play a game and to lose it. Man, I tell you, I'm. I I'm trying to play it again. I am trying to think of a game that I lost progress on. And the only one I can come up with, I didn't lose the progress on. You can't save the game. And that is Resident Evil Survivor, which is that Mm. shitty light gun game, which doesn't have light gun support in America. You can save the game. It has a save feature in the game, but it doesn't actually save. Because I played two hours of that. I saved my game, turned it off. Went, went to go back and play it, discovered that it didn't save the game, got on my bicycle, oh. rode back to that video store, and returned it. I was I like, I need to rent the something The one else. that did me <laughs> the worst was the original Ninja Turtles for NES. Okay. And the fact that you know you couldn't save that game, because again, it was the NES, and not a lot of games had saved. But that was that then. was two hours. I can't imagine 40 hours of a game and just... No. I wouldn't play it again. I'd be done. No. I'd be I, done. I feel like the same way you feel like at this point in time, everybody knows that there's a bug. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be safe about it at this point in time, stop playing the game. Yeah. Because you are going to be one of those people that acts. That's the Diablo issue and Diablo four where, you know, players were glitching out and losing their hardcore character. I kid you not. I would shut a game off and never go back to it. If I spent, 40 plus well, hours. Especially, especially a hardcore character. Especially life. at a hardcore. I that mean, I, I, I was watching people when Baldur's Gate popped up spend like 10 hours just making a character. I know. And that's the thing. It's like I've, I've even sat on like, do I sit and spend the time just making my character? I'm like, no, because what if I my lose that? God, I have so, 40 hours. Charlie, man, I am so sorry, dude. Like, yeah, like 
I hope that doesn't like you know deter you from playing this game whenever it's fixed. But if it does, I don't blame you either. Yeah, not at all, dude. I I do not blame you. Only thing I can relate to is like back in the day when I used to care about achievements, like 360 Mm. era. Like, let's say it's a game where you had to play through the entire thing or a good portion of it to get to something and you miss it or you forget to pick something up. That would be enough for me to be like, I guess I'm just not doing that because I wouldn't play the game again. Ideally, uh, what was it? Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. I spent like I've probably put about eight hours into that game. I load it up and I have no fucking idea where I'm at, what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. where I'm going. And it's like, and I told you before, I guess I'm just going to have to restart because it's like, I, I legitimately, I have, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Zelda player. Like yeah. I, I don't play a lot of them and I wanted to play this because it looks so good. It's an amazing game, but you got to stick but, with it. Yeah. But like, it's like, if I don't put that time in and I don't stick with it, like, I'm going to end up screwing I, myself. I did what I did. I I am doing what I did with Breath of the Wild, which is I put 50 hours into Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I will probably pick it up sometime next year and then put another 100 into it and be done. I can say thank But I will spend I a good a, 5 to 10 hours trying to figure out where the fuck I am in that game before. So I can so. say I, fa- I found um you I think you showed it to me or else I found it online, but I got a strategy guide for Breath of yeah. the Wild. And I think essentially when I'm ready, I'm going to pick that up and that up. And I'm just going to follow that book page by page to get through yeah. it because it's like. I bought the hardcover <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom guide. And that's the first strategy guide I have bought in probably two, three years. <laughs> because I, I would have had those Elden Ring ones, but then they fucked me on that. So oh, I'll yeah, never have I mean, those, which insane. Even though Amazon still says it's on its way. It's been on its That's way crazy. for eight months now. <laughs> like, Jeez, no even, but it's canceled. Yeah, exactly. I didn't pay for it, so. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just, it's wild. So no way. Yeah, at some at some point, I don't know. That's not on my list. My list of stuff to do, like between now and when we return, I really would like to start Baldur's Gate, but it really depends on if they get this thing ironed out. Yeah. So I'm gonna look at something small. I've really been thinking about Sea of Stars. Okay. Because that seems like a small, like I could probably blaze through that pretty fast. Um, otherwise, I have also thought about playing, even though it's it's a year old now, uh, the Crisis Core remake, because I've been thinking like, maybe I should run through that before Rebirth comes out. And yeah. the only thing that's holding me back on that is like, I have this juggernaut next year of like, okay, end of January is Infinite Wealth. That's going to be a huge game. February is rebirth. That's going to be another huge RPG. Okay, March is Dragon's Dogma. Like, yeah, three I mean, RPGs a in a row. I don't know if I want to grind a couple more of those out. Like, statistically speaking, from my past, I'm not somebody who jumps from <laughs> RPG to RPG. I need something. So, the other one I've been thinking about is just going back and like playing more Starfield because I yeah. kind of just put that down to play other games, but I'm not done you with did. that game. And I really like Starfield. So, yeah, I I'm in that weird break, category. So at this break, I'm gonna finish up Mario RPG. I'm gonna finish I'm gonna, that for sure too. I'm gonna nail out Sleeping Dogs, and I think I'm gonna actually try to tackle Arcade Paradise. That game rules. It, Arcade yeah. Paradise. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think I'm gonna tackle that, and I think I'm gonna try to tackle just some random games on Game Pass. Like I really want to replay, like not replay. I really want to jump back into Tunic. Um, that game is cool. Yeah, that game is because really cool. Because I really cool. liked the way that game was going. I did I'm, too. I'm at a point I like where the music. I got stuck. 
Yeah, yeah. music's solid. Um, so maybe, hopefully, when we come back in the new year, I will have completed a couple when we can talk. Yeah, for sure. But that that's going to do it for us. So that this will be the last uh, episode of 2023 for the podcast. We will return mid-January uh, with Dan. He'll be back by then. Hey, Dan. Um, and we will return with all our game of the year, like what we're, we're talking about. It'll kind of be a preview for, for what I'm doing for my channel because I'll nice. be working on that stuff at that time anyways. And who knows, maybe I will have played Baldur's Gate 3 by then. We'll see. So, But <laughs> um, as always, send your emails to Podcast 572. And until then, we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening. And stay safe, guys.